Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they're keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. It's the one right here, Lava. It just got that vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I got million dollar dope boy swag. Benjis and paper bags. Benzes with paper tags. Your new man got the coupe. But I know it ain't the Jag. Shit, even if it is the 63 doing bad. I'm sick of hearing about old drama you been had. I'm Osama Bin Lad. You niggas is big mad. I told my youngest stay on the low. Kid, you drawing. The feds caught his ass moving snow. He turned informer. I can pull a baddest chick on my off night. My ex still on my back like off white. Virgil Abloh, LG Abloh, about my cash flow. I'm an asshole, Fidel Castro. I'm a dictator. I don't know what's worse, a broker or a rich hater. You think you hate me now? Should check out my drip later. I'm stepping. I hop out the coop, the newest vetments. Fuck life. I get love in real life, but you don't know what real is like. Nigga, you ain't had a feeling like Used to stash it in the ceiling like Cocaine fills the room like Street sweepers looking broom like Split the roof, kiss the moon like I've been living my truth like Me and Fly Time like Pablo and Popeye The money pours, the sun drains, sipping the mob time Racing farms on back blocks. Nigga been the one since Chris made black cop. The money's the mascot. I made a million plus out of crack spot. The suit jacket covered the ascot. The wide free Adidas print looked like it mismatched. The pattern as I'm driving something looked like a matchbox with a stash box. Can't shake the urge of the feeling. Feds hit the port last month and took by the billion or so. I done sold millions of hard. I had a ceiling facade. 20 in the cut, motherfucker. A dealer's mirage. Tight rope walking to the money, you lose change. Sick with it, Jordan when he played through the flu game I bought a rep birdie nigga feeling like Tupac Going out in the blaze of glory like Hussein Told you niggas Fuck life, I get love in real life But you don't know what real is like Nigga you ain't had a feeling like Used to stash it in the ceiling like Cocaine fills the room like Street sweepers looking broom like Split the roof, kiss the moon like I've been living my truth life. You heard it first, Infamous, Spado, Ab Lava, Glory in stores right now. Make sure you go get that. Streaming platforms all over, man. I'm, I'm just blessed to be doing what I do, and I'm so excited to have two legends in the building, Ab Lava, the 6ix9ine Don, my man Spado, creeping where your yayo and your cake at. <laughs> I've been rocking with Spado since day one, man, and um, it's just, you know, it's so, so surreal, man, when you grow up, you know, even for me, coming from South Philly and, you know, I used to bang the Major Figures mixtape. I mean, I, I was the first one there, man, and now I'm interviewing people that I used to listen to. So it's so surreal and I'm blessed and I'm just happy to have y'all in the building, man. Nah, we happy to be here, No, nah, thank you, brother. We're glad you had us here, man. No doubt, no doubt. So let I just want to go, not back to Major Figures, I want to go starting with Glory. Like, how did Glory come about? Like, did you call him? Did he call you? I got an idea. And I, when, I, when I looked at the credits, I'm like, okay, Ab Lava, A&R, the joint. So 
A&R is still alive, even though it's not alive in the office, it's alive when it comes to projects. So tell me how the how they all come about, the Glory Project. Actually, Lava called me with it. Okay. I was really like, I was on some laid back, like, man, fuck this rap shit. Like, I really, I was yeah. on that vibe. And then Lava like, yo, come on, man, let's go in. Let's, yeah. I'm going to bring in a folder of beats. We're going to go in the studio, me and you going to hammer out something, man. You ain't putting out nothing in a while. I ain't put out nothing in a while. Okay. Let's go in and jump on some of these beats. I got a whole email full of beats. Let's go through them and let's mm -hmm. just get in there and start hammering some shit out. And then the first, like, the actual, the first beat that we heard to listen to together was actually the first beat on the album, uh, mm -hmm. the intro, Good Jay Clyde did. Yeah. That's the first beat we listened to in the studio, and we just like, yo, pull that up, and we just went in. Okay. And I mean, you know, just from, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Lava being around and moving around with uh, Pusha and Ye and those type of, you know, he was getting yeah. exposed to a lot of outside producers that I wasn't exposed to, so when he was bringing these folders, all these beats they were sonically just different than what I was getting here and what I was hearing okay so that's why when you listen to Glory sonically it sounds a little different you know absolutely I mean? it's mind blowing man uh, thanks brother yeah yeah so alright so let's talk about the producers and, and, and like the features like cause I, I didn't really see a lot of big features like I know who City is you know what I mean so what made y'all pick like people that's like coming up not really known yeah we, we really wanted it to be organic Okay. Um, so everybody that you hear on Glory is people that we're fans of. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. we're, we're fan of their music and what they do. Okay. That's why we brought it in. Okay. We strategically made Glory with mm -hmm. no features. Okay. Rap wise, like it's just Fade and I on right. all the verses. Nobody else rapped on it. It's just he and I. Okay. And we did it because we wanted to make sure that you got a whole album from us. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it wasn't um, mm -hmm. no sourced out. You know, right. to, you know, to bring listeners in and whatnot. It was he right. and I. But when it came time for the hooks and whatnot, sonically, I listened to mm -hmm. each record and I okay. thought who would sound dope on here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, when it comes to the bridges, all right. that, you know, right. it was just like people that I'm a fan of that I'm like, damn, I rock with how they sound. Mm -hmm. I think they sound on this record. I just okay. reach out to them mm -hmm. like, yo, I got a record we working on. I shoot it to them. They shoot back the idea. We go from there and craft it and, you know, just put it together like that. So let me ask you a question. Do you feel like being around Pharrell and people like that and even Dr. Dre, you know, your humble beginnings, do you feel like that's what makes you be successful in bringing this project to life? No, thank you. And de most definitely. Okay. I learned so much invaluable inf information from those guys, like being in Dre's camp for years. Right. I really learned how to put records together, just helping on the writing end and then watching as they put records together. Then working with Star Trek for years, all through the clips years. You dig what I'm saying? The Star yeah. Trek era. Man, and now working with good era. music right. um, for like the last nine years and whatnot. And watching IA and all the different producers and writers and stuff they bring in, how they put records together. It really helped me mm -hmm. in the creative process. You dig what I'm saying? So I just mm -hmm. applied everything that I learned to what we had going on. Okay. Is it easy to work with Speed because it's such a history? He the easiest to work with, man. <laughs> it's right. funny. It's funny. Like, you know, our approach, our approach was very simple. Right. I bought beats in. I, I would go through my Gmail, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd pick out a folder of beats that I thought was dope. That I okay. you know, that I thought something was there. Right. And we'd get in the studio and we'd just take a day to just pick through them. I right. play each one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm rocking with that. Yeah, I'm not rocking with that. When we both agreed, like, damn, we felt like this joint is something. All right, right. load it up. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. You're on his side of the room, I'm on mm -hmm. the other side of the room, and we just vibing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Here going in layer verse, I'll be sitting there like, God damn, you just said the word. You just said the hardest <laughs> shit in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, which forces me to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, like dial in and whatnot, and, right. and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like that energy, that synergy, yeah. you know, from a dope ass beat 
we in a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? The booth right there. You mm-hmm. know, that's like, you know, that was the basis of Glory and how we put it together. So did you ever had to go back and say, damn, his, his verse is too hard. I got to I gotta go back and rewrite my shit. Was there ever a time where you had to do that? No, but I felt like it a whole bunch of times. The only time <laughs> that I may have changed the verse is if mm-hmm. I wasn't satisfied with what I did yeah. to it. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, if I wasn't yeah. satisfied with what I did. Okay. But no, I never, you know, I, I felt like it would be certain songs that, mm-hmm. you know, when I hear his verse, I'm like, oh, shit, that, that shit is so fucking good. You know what I'm saying? And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, but that's, shit. But, but, but to me, like, that's what makes the music even doper. You know what right. I'm saying? The fact that, yeah. you know, you go back and forth and, and, and get that energy and whatnot. And exactly. it was plenty of days, you know, I'm riding and I'm listening, I'm like, Phew. man, he got off on that joint. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And certain joints I hear it and, you know, hear it and I feel like, okay, yeah, yeah, we was coming with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the listeners, right. it's for them to, you know what I'm saying, decipher mm-hmm. how they dig into it and, and gravitate to what, man. We just try to make sure that it's dope all the way through. Right. So you have been credited for writing for a lot of people. Yeah. Can you talk about that, man? Like ghostwriting? Oh, come on. <laughs> huh? He can't, he can't do that, man. Well, this, this, Not, this, don't get too. No, no, no. That's what I can't say. Yeah, don't get too. This, I, this, I know yeah. I ain't trying to go all of, I don't want you to tell me who you no, no, vote no, no, for. No, no, I know you can't no, do that. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I know you can't do that. Here's the thing. By law, you can't. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. On a creative, like when I first got into the music business with Major Figures, when mm-hmm. we first started doing music, okay, I got reached out to um, to write for a project that was on Rough Nation where we were. Okay, first time I ever wrote for anybody. And right, that shit was so easy. You know what I'm saying to me? I'm like, oh shit, right. I could do this outside the artist thing. Okay, and literally like two months later is when I met Dr. Dre and them, and they okay. just happened to reach out to me, a fan of my pen, and say, yo, you think you could write for Dre? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan oh, of the nigga shit. music, and that shit, opened up the door. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, as far as a songwriter. And then once I knew I could do that successfully, then it just kind of just blossomed from there. You know what I'm saying? So creatively, you know, I work on a lot of projects in different capacities and whatnot. But yeah. that different is, genres yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. one capacity, you know what I'm saying? But just as a creative, right. you know, I just try to come in with whatever's going on and just, you know what I'm saying? Make sure everything and it is pays what it's supposed well. to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a music business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's dope. So yeah. you said Rough House. So I, that's what I want to always know from y'all. And even me growing up loving hip hop so much, I didn't understand why y'all dropped the mixtape mm-hmm. and then Chris Schwartz dropped the album mirroring in the mixtape. Could y'all break that yeah. down? Like why that happens? Do you want to explain it? Well, <clears throat> I'm a, I'll let Lava give it to you technically. Okay. I'll give it to you in layman's terms. <laughs> One, we didn't know what the fuck we was doing. Yeah. Okay. You understand and, what I'm and, saying? And they switch horses in the middle of the race. Yes, yes. Because in all honesty, what happened was we put the album out independently in Philly, Jersey, Delaware. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. where people heard it at, where people knew the album at. Right. When we signed a record deal, mm-hmm. they, we signed a record deal and they said, yo, we're going to record a new album on y'all. We're okay. just going to use the album that y'all put out as like a mixtape exactly. to the, for the nation to hear. Exactly. Not right. an album. You dig what I'm saying? We're going to use it as a taster for as everybody a taster for to everybody. Look, forward, look forward to the album that you guys are about right. to record with us. That's, okay. that's the pretense that we signed a record deal under. Right. What happened was when they put Yeah, That's Us out that we had put out independently. Already. When they put it out nationally, mm-hmm. all the people in Philly, Jersey, Delaware. And then y'all got on BET. Exactly. And now it started... But on the charts, our jump was like number two. You dig what I'm saying? On the yeah, charts. Right. So the record company switched gears and was like, well, this song is popping now that we released it nationally. Let's mm-hmm. do the same thing with the album. So they changed the game plan, 
game plan from it being just a teaser for the, the album, album we about to record and just went into we're putting this album out. We like, no. yo, we already put this album yeah. out. Exactly. You dig what I'm saying? For everybody in, the, in, in our area that heard it, right. like, what the fuck is y'all doing? Yeah. But to the nation, it was their first time hearing it. Right. For the nation. Right. But for Philly, Jersey, and Delaware exactly. and the Tri-State, we like, we well, already Philly, heard this. I'm like, Delaware, why? Exactly. Virginia, Virginia, Connecticut, yeah. New York. Yeah, like, right. yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Our, our main Core. fan bases was like, Yo, we heard that already because exactly. we had already built up a diehard fan base of people that just fuck. So anything we put out, they was on it already. Yeah. So it was just like. So the record company switched up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the game yeah, they plan. Changed what games. the game plan was. Damn, man. Because I mean, we, the original shit, plan, though, we were supposed man. to do the and, remix and the year that's us. Be, Remember, and, Jermaine yeah. Dupree was supposed to do the remix the year that's us for us. Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah. that's that, that was ever already, got recorded? No. No. That was what they the plan gear. was. That was what the plan was. They switched gears. You dig what I'm saying? Because what happened was we signed a Rough Nation, which right. used to be the two guys that owned Rough, Rough House. House. They split. Right. They split. Right. Chris Ward started Rough Nation. That's what we signed to. Okay. What happened was he said that this is all the stuff that we were going to do. And mm-hmm. we were like, cool, how are we moving? But Warner Brothers was the parent label. Right. Warner Brothers. They was new to rap. At yeah. that yeah, time. They, right. they hadn't yeah. had anything popping rap-wise since Cold Chilling with Big Daddy Kane in them. You dig <laughs> what I'm saying? Exactly. So their rap department wasn't on point. Okay. So Rough Nation was really just powering everything, but the, the, the parent company wasn't. You dig what I'm saying? So right. all the things that fell through the cracks fell on us. Oh man, yo, listen, man. Remember they put us on the Lyricist Lounge they put tour, us on the Lyricist Lounge and the, Lyric- the Lyricist Lounge with Talib and them, right? Yeah. This before Talib. This was, oh, uh, this was the Outsiders. The outsiders. Okay. Remember when they used to have a show Rod on Digger. MTV? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was like that vibe, and it was just like it was a dope vibe because the venues was packed every night, but it wasn't, it wasn't the crowd. place with major figures, they, and they, they fucking know. hated us. <laughs> they booed y'all. No, they no, didn't boo us because we could rap. But, but it wasn't but it wasn't they vibe and then I never forget man one of the guys from the show was like yo he said yo y'all want to rock the crowd mm-hmm. he said all y'all got to do is come out and say who do drugs and he's like and everybody going to go crazy so the next time we got on stage I was like who get high in this motherfucker and everybody went crazy oh that was the liveest show that was yeah, the liveest it one was, it was so it was a lot crazy, of missteps bro. that right. was made yeah. and when and yeah. and the pe- what people don't realize is when missteps are made from the record label Nobody ever looks at the record label. They look at the artist like, yeah. damn, nigga, how you fuck up? It yeah. all falls on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, we had to wear that. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad joke. So uh, then that's it? Because I was like, well, what's next? Like, is anything well, else coming out? Well, what happened was with Rough Nation, they, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, they had dropped the ball so bad, we wanted to get away from them. But at the time, you know, a lot of labels weren't just letting acts go. Okay. But they owed us a bunch of, you know, from yeah. what we had They owed you signed. another album, right? Exactly. And they was trying to get out of it, and we were trying to get out of it. So we asked for a release to be able to, like, you dig what I'm saying? Cut yeah. ties. Right, right. <laughs> we cut ties, y'all cut ties. You dig what I'm saying? Let us just walk away. Plus, he was having some issues himself personally. Yeah, so exactly. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was better it was for just, us to leave. Just like cut bait. Okay. So then you look, you hooked up with Lance on Rivera, correct? And signed Entertainment? No, we no. actually, me and we had was signed to Un before we even I actually signed. signed our MF deal. Okay. Because remember, that was a little bit of a mm. hang up. But Un, we had. Un from, had moved from Sony to Interschool. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? We had to go sit down with Steve Stout. Like, Steve, like, you got to... Right. MF is what... This this started from major figures. Like, we yeah. doing it. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we didn't have it in uh, stipulated in our contracts. Like, I was really naive and, mm-hmm. and ignorant to the business side of the music. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like... Because other than uh, Tyreek and them, the roots, like, it wasn't no rappers 
th- that was on that really like school does nobody put their arms around us like yo when y'all moving in there do this this was supposed to be in there and so, not just the artists themselves mm-hmm. the management at that right. time was new to it you know what i'm saying they yeah. were they was all new to getting to it at that level so yeah you know when they was uh mm-hmm. in a room with with uh jay and 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 Nah, and they, they just as big of fans as we is. So we right. don't, you know, we ain't really know. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't no bad intentions. It was just, you know, uh, lack of information. Because I thought the reason why you and Dutch um, didn't come out was because Charlie Baltimore and Cameron was kind of like the main people, and they was focusing on them, and then y'all got kind of like shoved. It ain't just have. It didn't have anything to do with us. It had more to do with the transfer of labels. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. Un- when Entertainment moved from Sony to Interscope, that kind of went another way. Cam went another way. Right. Then Charlie ended up doing the Murder, Inc. thing, and then me and Dutch was just in a wash, and then it was just like, in the mix of them label transitions, it's like life's still going on, the bill's still coming, right. and all of that. So, you know, I'm still, I'm in the streets doing my ones and twos, and I mean, you know, I end up getting caught up, and you know, the rest is history, you know what I mean? yeah. Understand that 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 shit crazy. It's like when labels yeah, yeah, yeah. go through, they it's like you just you get caught in the, up. Yeah, you get caught in the mix. Eased up. Mm-hmm. That shit's wild, man. <laughs> so I want to talk about dick eating because <laughs> no, I got to talk about that. I got to, bro. <laughs> Straight up, because you know I know you brought it up at the album release like session, and 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 it was a valid point. Like I feel like Philly can be so so much further as artists and as a collective if we didn't think that everybody was dick eating everybody, like if we just paid homage or we like, let's collab and let's do this, like Atlanta do it, like you brought that up. Can you speak upon that? Because I think it's real important for even young artists to hear that. Well, I mean, I, I think it's just a toxic mentality that we got in the city mm-hmm. to where it's like, you, you can't even salute somebody. If you salute them, you a dick eater. It's like, no, right. I'm saluting you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of what you do. I appreciate what you do. You know, it's like, right. Even with me being an older artist. Okay. Younger artists don't even like working with the older artists. You know what I'm saying? Here. Which I don't understand. And it's vice know. versa. The older artists sometimes don't like working with the young younger artists. Which is terrible. Because right. every other city, they salute their OGs. Miami. You know, them guys yeah. always work with Trick and them type of... And Luke and... You know what I'm yeah. saying? They'll always be a part of what they got going on. You know right. what I'm saying? Atlanta, they'll always try to make sure Big Boy and them guys... And T.I., well, T.I.'s an OG now. Yeah, they involved Jeezy. with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Luda. You, you understand what I'm saying? So they right. always, like, Philly, we don't like to bridge the gap. And then there was another thing I saw. I'm like, you know, recently, mm-hmm. I probably seen 10 or 12 artists from Philadelphia up at major record labels with meetings. Mm. But when I looked at them, I said, none of these artists work with each other. So I'm sure when they go into their meeting, they probably asking, like, do you know such and such? Because they was just, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like... That network got to be tightened up because that thing is strengthening up everything. Because if I go on a label, mm-hmm. if a label got a meeting with Lava mm-hmm. one day, and then the next week they got a meet with me, and they like, well, what who, you know? Do you know Ab Lava? And I'm like, yeah, me and him got the record together. Look, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It'll just make everything connect the a little loop. easier. You know what I'm saying? But you know, to each his own. People, mm-hmm. you know, do you people, think it ever change, Spade? Because we talked about this before when I interviewed you before. It will. It will, and I feel like it is. I feel like the energy. Is ba- I feel like the energy is coming back. Like people actually believe that this can happen. You know what I'm saying? But okay. it's just people got to get away from that mentality. It's like uh, they're not confident in themselves. Like a lot of it, when I see it, it's like you know you're not comfortable with yourself as a man. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like right. you know, whereas you feel like like I can see somebody who I I seen on the gram or I seen a clip and that shit fire. And I see right. a nigga, I'm like, yo, nigga, 
I seen that shit. Yeah. You're fired. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. That takes away nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And niggas feel like if they make themselves like that, they some, somehow feel vulnerable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I ain't dicky. No, you don't have to preface saying that you fuck with something I do. You know what I'm saying by saying that? Nah, you just giving another man props. It takes nothing away from, you know, so their manhood, I feel like, you know, they need to be strong and comfortable in who they are. If you didn't do that, you can give salute and props to anybody. Agree. So is any young artist that might have not got on glory that y'all paying attention to in Philly? Like that y'all think is doing anything? I pay attention to everybody. Okay. Like I know people might not think like when dudes send me mm-hmm. links and say click the link in my bio and they say listen to this and listen to that, I listen to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sit here and say I listen to every single thing. Right. Because I mean if I scroll down my timeline any given time it's 50, 60 rappers on it. You know what I'm saying? Because I fo- <laughs> I try to follow right. everybody in the community. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I right. try to I can't preach to people that we need to connect and I'm not connecting with them. You know what I'm saying? So I was mm-hmm. like, I try to follow everybody and I, I pay attention to what's going on. I pay attention but I don't pay attention. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I pay attention to what's going on, but I stay on my side of the street. You know what I I'm get, saying? I definitely get that. I see it. a lot of I see a lot of positive things going on in the city. I see a lot of um young artists that I feel like got potential. You know okay. what I'm saying? And you right. know, you really have to take that potential and build on it. Like don't just feel like, cool, I got something going and that's where it's at. No, you gotta like build it and like right. work on it and whatnot. My man Ant White in the building. Oh, he's yeah. up Shout next. out to Ant White, man. Shit by yeah, the he dope. You know what I mean, he's an he artist dope. that, you know, put the work in. You know right. what I'm saying? And I thought he was dope, saw it in him and whatnot. Okay. And he just keep working at it and getting it where it need to be. So that's what I want to see a lot in a young artist. So like, did you put him under your wing? Yeah. And why under my wing and um, you know, we're gonna we about to do some dope shit. Damn. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah so, I already heard about him through my man Young Primo, so Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Philly Philly, you know, has a lot of young talent that mm-hmm. that's on the way, you know, him included. Right. But I'm yeah. I'm I'm excited what I see. The potential is there. Now it's just Absolutely. about building on it. Now, do y'all think, like, remember when Larry Larry used to have Industry Thursdays? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, the yeah. thing you did was kind of similar to that because it was like Philly Elite was in the building. Do you think Philly needs something like that? But it's just like venues, it's not really a lot where I feel like, you know what I mean? Like Philly nah, venues, it's not. It's, not. It's, it's like a field of dreams, man. If you build it, they'll come. You just got to build it. Like, just, like... When we had our listening session, that just happened organically. I DM'd a few people. Like, it just happened organically, but the vibe was dope. The vibe was super Because people man. feel the, the... But it's not like... if you get After you give off that vibe, if we was to do the same thing a month from now, I think people will come again. You know what I'm saying? If you just do... And make sure it's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if you don't cut corners, just do dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. what it's about. Right. Just do dope shit. It's that simple. Because right. people still want to... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People still want to be around the culture, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just the opportunities to do it is, you know, it's not as available as it used to be. But we got we gonna put something back together. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Definitely. So I want to talk about Living Legends featuring City. So mm-hmm. when y'all first started out, did y'all ever feel like y'all would be Living Legends? And is that how that song came about? Because I know sometimes you gotta eat your humble pie, but it's all right to say I know I'm a Living Legend. Um, to be honest, like. When City came with that hook, because he like freestyles everything, right? <laughs> so so him hearing the beat and him just dialing in, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was kind of paying homage a, as he was doing some dope shit. And we were like, yeah. like I, <laughs> I fuck with the sentiment of it. I fuck yeah. with what he did. I thought it was dope and whatnot. Right. And to me, that it was a special song because I thought the beat was so crazy. And I thought that his hook really made it a song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and it was paying homage as well. You right. know, as, as as just being living living. And he young and he known you know, yeah. I, I love to see young guys pay homage though. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it was dope. dope. Nah, it was dope. Yeah. 
So, all right. So, I want to go back to the... I want to go a little bit back to the beginning, man. Like, as far as where did major figures in state property bump heads? How did that come about? Because I... Because from me, from the outside looking in as a fan, all I heard was the come up show and just freestyling and... And I, and I do feel, and I understand this, when you are successful, and I remember Dushy telling me this in an interview, it's just like sometimes when you got two successful people at the same time, it's, li- it's liable to happen. Well, I mean, that's, 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 that's not true. Because it's enough. One thing about the, you know, the B, I mean, I can't even say we was on the top because it was a bunch of people ahead of us. Like, we wasn't <laughs> nowhere close to the top. Like, right, yeah. And it was just like, uh. It wasn't before the people heard it. It was a bunch of stuff bubbling under Behind the surface, the and then it was just like, it was just geographically, oh no, Philly gets out. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. just people made it real weird. Instead of people sitting us down and saying, "Yo, y'all on some weird stuff," like you know what I'm saying? What are right. y'all doing? Like y'all ready to mess this up? You know what I'm saying? Like put this together. And that's one of the things I feel bad about because had we went about it and done it the right way, it wouldn't have been so hard for some more artists to come together and get on because that whole DV DVD battle going at each other era, people thought from Philly after what we went through thought that was the way to get on and to be heard. And it it set a bad precedent. You know what I'm saying? It caused a lot. Look how many people ended up in jail. A lot of people ended up dead. A lot of weird stuff went on behind nothing, nothing. Really nothing, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was bad. Man. Mm. That's crazy, bro. I mean, I, I'm just glad that when I look at, I mean, state property and major figures, it's like that's it. Like it's when it, when you think of groups, mm. and then the roots, of course, but of course, they the yeah. OGs. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, most definitely. You know what I mean? Like they the OGs, yeah, so yeah. it's different. So that's what I want to ask you because it was all these lists going around. Right, right, right. And I want to touch on that. So I'm not going. I'm not asking y'all top fifty or nothing like that, bro. Because we'll be here all night. Yeah. But I do want to know what's your top five Philly MCs of all time, including yourself. You can include yourself in that. Let me. Let me. Let me. Before I answer that question, okay. Let me premise this by saying this. A lot of people, when people put up lists, they'll at me or they'll ask me about something. Oh, well, he ain't had you on your list, or that person ain't had you on a list, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> the, in the pantheon of Philly hip hop, it has been thousands, hundreds of thousands of rappers. That's a fact. So for them to even mention my name, whether I'm number one or 1,001, right. for, 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 for my name to be mentioned is humbling to me because that, ain't that the definition of greatness and legend when, when a field is discussed, your name is brought up? Facts. So that's, that's enough for me. I don't got to be me. on your list. Right. Because I'm going to say if your, your list got me on there and, and Gil and Meek and see whoever. Right. And then his list don't got me on there, but he got Oskino and Vodka and Cheek. Like, what I'm going to say? All them niggas is dope. Facts. <laughs> like, you know, what can I say? It's just right. a, matter of, it's a matter of preference. And, I mean, it's just people should be happy that Philly didn't have that many dope niggas. But just if my name is even mentioned, like, I was going for over a decade. And for people to still be mentioning my name wherever I land on the list, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. I, I can respect that. I'm cool. That. I can respect that. So, your top five? My top five, uh, in no particular order. Okay. In no order. I don't include myself. I know you said I could, but I just don't. <laughs> uh, Lava is in my five. I had a feeling. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Lava's like. Lava is, yeah, he's, he's so descriptive, bro. It's, it's sickening. I mean, Meek is in my five. Okay. I mean, 
A seagull's in my five. Okay. I mean, EST is in my five. Oh, yeah. Damn. People be leaving him out, but yeah, he's serious. And it's... <laughs> he is serious. I mean, there's so many dudes, man. Like, it's hard to make a... Or a notable mention. Like, someone that... Like how you said Vodka Cheek, like some yeah. from Uptown, somebody from Uptown. Vodka Cheek, Quilly. Right. I mean, of course, everybody in the figures, I don't want to say them. I mean, Young Chris, like, yeah. we got a lot of dope rappers in this city, man. Facts, facts. And facts. I mean, ES was like the first, he was like the hood legend to me. When I was growing up, it was like, I used to see ES come up with his Audi, with his Gumby and shit, and I'm like... <laughs> Yo, he really on. Like, I remember right. watching him on Arsenio Hall show and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, yo, Rap this dude City. really he was on. on. Rap City back in the yeah, day. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, that was it for me. I'd mm. be surprised when more people don't put him in their list. I do too. But he ain't in my five, but I understand where you come from. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the foundations of this. Absolutely. <laughs> real cool rap. C too. Yeah, real rap. Steady B. Yeah, that's see. That's where I'm going to start at. Like, ES. Okay. Like, I mean, for me, just personally, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he was the first. Dude that I remember from Philly that really like talked it. You dig what I'm saying? Like really he was talking talk. that language. Absolutely. And I remember how it connected with me and I'm like, that is nigga from Philly. You dig what I'm saying? Cause yeah. like, you know, he was compared with all the other dudes that were out at that time. That's a fact. And and he was talking slick and the beats sure. and the production and shit was good. Mm -hmm. So when we finally got to meet and it caught me off guard because he knew who I was when figures first start popping and whatnot, like right. you know, the, the relationship we got is like super solid. But he's mm -hmm. oh yeah. On, 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 not only on my list, but you know, one of my favorite of Philly MCs. Okay. Um, definitely Spade. Oh yeah. Um, without you know, <laughs> without you know, without question. Without question. Um, bro. Seagull. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Damn, this is hard, man. To say five. You so I'm saying Spade. making lists is hard, <laughs> man. Black Thought. Yeah, he's an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even say him. Like, he's that's he's how many see, dudes yeah, it is, he's man. He's an alien, bro. He's on some other shit. And another one of my favorites from Up The Way also, Hollow Man. You know what I'm saying? I thought that, you know, yeah. he's underrated, but I always thought he was, like, super, like, dope. So it's That's the way I feel about Cree. Yeah. Cree. Cree. Oh, yeah. Oh, my that's God. That's the way I feel about Cree Forge. Like, it's like, I'm like, yo, man, how y'all not? Like, dude, the dude is crazy. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. But it's just so many people here. It's just so many right. dope, dope artists from here. Yeah, that's a fact. So many dope artists from here. So, all right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Jay-Z situation with the NFL. What are y'all thoughts on that? Because everybody frowned upon Jigga because, you know, he tried to stop Travis Scott from being in a halftime show. He Allegedly. was supporting Kaepernick. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> okay and now he's partnering up do you think that's going to do some good us as black people even I don't think Cat wants his job back but do you think that's going to do us some good that he partnered with them I really do okay. honestly because <clears throat> people don't understand <clears throat> Jay-Z opened up a lot of doors some, a lot of things I agree with a lot of things I don't agree with okay. but I remember maybe 2005 2006 I can't remember exactly what year. I'm upstate. I'm sitting in Washington jail. And I seen mm -hmm. Jay-Z in a Hewlett-Packard commercial. Then I seen... Yeah, his hand and yeah, the shit Then was I seen him show me what you got with uh, Del Earnhardt Jr. and uh, Danica Patrick and the Budweiser. And they right. Budweiser were using that for a campaign. Yep. And I said, yo, this shit is on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, they didn't... You should let niggas that look like us stand in front of these podiums for these type of brands. Absolutely. Jay opened that door up. He always been a trendsetter when opening them doors up. 
And I tell people like this, can you make more change from outside or inside the room or at the table? So at the end of the day, it's like if they're going to put that ball in his hand, they're not going to tell him, well, you can't use this guy, this guy, this guy for halftime. No, Jay going to put on that joint at halftime who he wants to put on there. That's a fact. You know, understand what I'm saying? Like, it's no, it's no progress without sacrifice. That's a fact. And a lot of people that suppose that Jay is taking NFL checks right now because they still want to feel playing. Kaepernick the only one that's not playing. Right. Everybody, everybody else still playing, taking NFL checks. So you can't really, you know what I'm saying? You can't really, I understand because yeah. you feel strongly about your brother, but like, I mean, Jay can maneuver more things he in the room. I know people had to see that coming. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he had the Trayvon Martin documentary. I mean, he's always yeah. helped people, us as people. He's always did it. People still want to complain. Me. People still want to complain. No matter what. If you help somebody, they're going to say, if you help Bill, they're going to say, why you ain't help Joe? You help Joe, they're going to say, well, why you can't help John? Like, it's, it's just, you can't, you'll never be able to appease everybody. But at the same token, sometimes you got to mm. look at things in a whole. And what can I do for the culture as a whole? Forget the individual. You can't look at it as an individual thing. I never imagined that the NFL would get to this point where they would ever yeah. hand, hand the ball to somebody that looked like us. So, exactly. I mean, people should take it as an accomplishment. It ain't like he out here cooning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because they Like, they respect his hand. And they weren't, and, and, up, and up until this point, they really didn't care how we were perceived or how we looked at it. It didn't right. seem like that. Right. So now with them reaching out to somebody that's in our culture, that's influential in our culture, mm -hmm. to try to have some type of initiative to move things forward. Mm -hmm. That lets me know that, okay, cool, they're willing to come to the table and, you know, try to come up with some type of resolution. And I don't see anybody better in our culture to try to bridge that gap okay. outside of him. I don't right. see it. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'll afford them the opportunity to show. You know what I'm saying? Time mm -hmm. will tell whether it was a good decision or a bad decision, depending on what he does. Right. But the opportunity is given and it's there, you know, for him to fully take, you know, advantage of. So we're going to see where it goes. Right. So I agree with everything y'all said. One thing I want to know, will we ever have, I mean, I know I want to see it, and I remember y'all <laughs> posted the picture. I already know the question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> will we ever have a major figure reunion? Because, I mean, I seen y'all post the picture, and I'm like, all right, they about to cook up. They about to couple songs, the X, Y, and Z, and then it was nothing happening. I mean, uh, eventually, I believe so. You okay. know what I'm saying? I believe, I believe a, a project eventually will happen. I'm definitely I'm trying to get together and get a concert together. I mean, you know, things happen. Life, yeah. it, it ain't as easy to get together as it was when we was 19, 20, 21. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we actually were in the studio working. We did about eight to ten records all together. Yeah. But it wasn't like, right. it wasn't that explosive. You know what I'm saying? Because it's harder to get people our age in the studio because we've got families, families, responsibilities, and different things. It's not like when we used to all be in the studio all together. That's what made... Mm -hmm major figures work because it was uh, competitiveness amongst each other. Okay. And it was just like, we really was like five or six jokers. Every song, we battling each other. Like, that's really like <laughs> what was going on in that joint. Like, okay. like, it really was. And we just had a rule, like, whoever come with the most five verse stay. Whoever don't get cut off. Yeah. You that's know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you used to be scared to mix a studio session because you might have missed yeah, the one that's the joint that's going to be the joint. You missed the joint. I, yeah, listen, so it really was. It I wasn't on y'all can't fuck with the figures because I was gone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was shit. in LA. I was in LA. I think when I first met Dre and them, but I was okay. gone. I came home. I said, "God damn it! Yeah, that I ain't make that joint." Hard. Yeah, yeah. To this yeah. Day. <laughs> that song I had a trick because back then everybody wanted to uh, 
sticky fingers treatment. Everybody went to rap last on every song. So I just, I had a, uh, I think I had, that's one of my gifts. I know how to get the song started. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. good at getting the track running. You know what I'm saying? My first, right. you know, I believe as an artist, your first four bars, the most important part of the song. Because if okay. you don't draw the people in with the first few lines, they going to they gonna skip. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I really used to be like, a violent a guinea pig, like, yo, I'm going to start. And then people, the rest of the group was confident, like, let's be, go ahead and start it off. Because I just had a knack Damn, for getting that joint rolling. Now that you say that, that is true, bro. Because when I listen to the, you start off most of the, a lot of the I songs. I rap on every song that I'm on. The one song I don't rap is because it's format, actually formatted the wrong way. It's our life is not formatted the way we recorded it. <laughs> I rap first, in the, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, the, and the way they, okay. they formatted when they put it out, had got Lava rapping first, but actually mm. I rap first when we recorded it. Like, I rap first on every song. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. So, let me ask y'all this. What y'all do, is it going to be like a little promo tour, a concert that y'all going to do, TLA? What, do y'all have any plans as far as that? Let, you know, we, let the people know that part. We, we putting together a dope uh, mm -hmm. concert of one night. We're going to put together one night only. Just really yeah. a different vibe. You know, we're going to have some guests. I mean, everything like me and Lava talk about, everything we do, we want to give a, a nostalgic feeling. We're not, we not fighting our past. We're not fighting... <laughs> I age and like we right. not I'm not I'm not fighting that because right. it's like it's a segment of people that grew up with us you know what I'm saying exactly. so it's like people want them vibes so that's the vibes I'm giving out so everything we do shows parties events whatever it's, it's gonna be the vibe like we giving ain't, you the we vibes bro you know what I mean we could do bottles and models and all of that crap like everybody else do but it's <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you know the normal yeah. smoking yeah. mirrors yeah. shit that hooker, everybody hooker do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all we, that we extra for hip that. shit, you know what I mean? But no, we definitely we... gonna do a concert, a dope joint. But I mean, I want it to be real. On some different dope, type small time. venue, everybody yeah. on top of each other, the wall sweating, and just two, you know, two, two MCs. Do the whole and, album. Yeah, MCs and, the, and, you know, the mic. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's gonna be dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be special. Yeah, it's gonna be a good joint. I can't wait for that to happen. But before y'all go, bro, Y'all got to bless me with some bars. I mean, you know, rap is rap. Like, it's in the job <laughs> description, cuz. Yo. That's what we do. You up every time when you say that. This dude. No, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that bugged me out when I came home. People say, oh, you say that. He said, it's in the job description. All right, let's go, man. I'm going to give you a little habit. Underrated producer, rest in peace to Prodigy. Nah, having is fire. <laughs> having an alchemist is like some of my favorites. Yeah. Live. Come on. Yeah. Truth is, money never makes you great to a thoroughbred. It's only icing on the cake. We stay lit like the ceiling in the wraith. Always think big, nigga dying for my faith. I insulate my loved ones. Hard seeing faces that I hid and sold drugs from. Boom out the places that I got it out the mud from. Put them in a the high rise. Put them on position where they soaring in their own skies. Real shit, that's how you pay it forward. Start with your own and move upwards. Been pushing far as the first sight. Get them all, yeah, dope with the first rights. Yeah, go ahead. Huh. Yeah. Catch the vibe. Check. Uh, 
Yeah, they say spade, why you don't rhyme no more? Cause ain't no love here, we ain't even got the sign no more. <laughs> Sit down conversations with the E-man. Frustration with fluctuations in my E-man. He say, Ock, you can't serve two masters. My life's an open book, you should go through a few chapters. I used to be out Jersey on my afters. Hall of Fame flow, I got my jersey in the rafters. Nigga put the weed in the bag first to get money. I found a fountain of youth and got my swag from it. Back in the day, it was just us, no peace. My mama screaming, no, just us, no peace. Justice system still fucked us, no grease. Tan Dickie said, one cuff, no crease. I got feelings I'll never let out Them crackers fucking with my head like it's get out Feel like I'll never get out And maybe they was right The post-traumatic stress making it hard for me at night <laughs> They say the devil's in the details I got artists from every level in my Gmail Back against the wall and I ain't running from shit You got me backwards, boss You sorry son of a bitch, uh Maybach music It's the big boss, Rick Ross Right now you rocking with the hottest DJ in the game Let's go Be able to take a step back. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. on deck was a culmination of a lot of nights I spent staring at the ceiling in jail. Like, I really, I was like, damn, what I'm going to do? Right. I mean, I really was trying to take the position where I wanted to put other people on and let them get, uh, yeah. let them get they shine. Like, when people ask me, like, what was your, uh, your greatest moment, like, you felt in your career? And I think, uh, you know, when I was in the studio the first time, uh, City Romanecki heard Thirsty Thursday on the radio was like, and to see that just pure childish joy just come out of him, like to hear his song on the radio yeah. for the first time, it reminded me of like when I first started heard, that shit. And it when was you like, first heard you on the radio, did it make you, was it like that or no? I mean, for me hearing myself on the radio the first time wasn't what blew my mind away. The first time I randomly heard a car driving by playing my shit, like, you know what I'm saying? That blew my mind. Like, I was like, yo, they, right. I'm like, yo, even with Lava, when I called Lava, when Glory first came out, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Lava. This shit worked. I was like, because I didn't, you know. You didn't, didn't think it was going to work. No, it, I didn't doubt that it was going to work, but I had, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how receptive people was going to be to To real hip hop. Not, I don't want to say real hop, hip hop, because it's all real hip hop. I you just think know, everything is real? I don't think this, B. Yes, because it's like, it was, I know from being an artist, because I remember when, when Major Figures, and mm-hmm. we first started doing it, everybody wasn't like open arms with us. We wasn't considered real hip hop. Like, motherfucker. Yeah, that's. Uh, people wasn't. You, yeah, that's. Before, us. yeah, that's us. When we was doing the MF mixtapes, like, young people wasn't talking that shit we was talking. Like, that's why if you see uh, mm. New York artists like Vado and them type of guys, they like, yeah. yo, we grew up listening to y'all. Right. Because they was our age and we was talking that street shit. shit. Like, right. like, you know, before us, it was like the hip hop was all grimy, like Mob Deep and that type of shit. Like yeah. the niggas that was talking the shit we was talking was like Jay and Big and them. Yeah, and, and Locks and You know what I'm saying? They was talking that shit we was talking, but it wasn't no young dudes talking it. So people related to us and right. what we was talking. We was, uh... You was ahead of your time. So we didn't get all love. It wasn't all love. No, 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 who, no. Who wasn't love? Who? Like, who wasn't banging with you? I don't, I don't, I ain't see that. <laughs> who wasn't banging with you? Well, I mean, if, if it was the social media era where you could see people comments and stuff. I mean, I just know from conversations we got from people. It was a lot of open hate. You know what I'm saying? I from never, other rappers or just people in general? I'll never forget. Lava, you remember this. When, we, mm-hmm. when uh, they had a, a big article on Dead Press in, in, in the source. Mm-hmm. And they asked Dead Press, what's the... What rap name do you hate? 
what rap group name do you hate? And he said, they said Major Figures. Dead Press? <laughs> Dead Press, man. Yo, get the Shout out to them, but I never forgave you, niggas. That's crazy. I never forgave you. Nah, they did that shit in a magazine. And you know, at the time, the source was the hip-hop Bible back then. It was. They shitted on us. Like, on the John, I was like, yo, nigga, we don't know y'all niggas. Did y'all man. ever run into them? No, uh, and yeah. I didn't want to. I'm like, man, y'all niggas was corny for that. Right. Like, what the fuck y'all do that to us for? Like, we some dick. But you know, everybody didn't understand our story and where we was coming from. Right. And then I looked up, everybody was rapping like right. that. And I'm like, you cocksuckers did that to us like that? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was what it was. Yeah. But I feel like it, eventually the music broke through. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we could rap. Yeah. Right. That's how, we could rap. That, that's, that's it. That's how we spark. Like right. Clark Kent, shout out DJ Clark Kent, man, yeah. one of the legends. Clark, yeah, and Stretch Armstrong, strong. yeah, like definitely. they they broke us in New York. Like Stretch, they was playing your records. Listen, Hell yeah. Stretch Armstrong had Hot ninety seven on right. lock, right? On Sunday yeah. nights, yeah. yeah. On Sunday nights, he would right. let he would call us and ask us to come up. We ain't had no record deal, nothing. Nothing. Man, come up, blackout. He let us go for like forty five minutes. Yeah, on just rapping, just beats. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's unheard of for some cats that's not on. That's like, right. you know, not yeah. with a, without a record deal. Right. He just thought we were dope. And we just call and say, man, just come up and just do what y'all do. And so that's man, how y'all got the New York audience. Yeah, man, like Kiss would call up, Styles P. I didn't even know we had an audience, cuz. Like, I didn't know. Like, we was... Young. Like, people don't understand back then for a rapper from Philly to get on and make money, rapping was unheard of, man. Mm-hmm, like, right. it wasn't no, like, bunch of dudes that had deals that we had to look... Right. We didn't know what the example was. And I mean, by then, Tyreek and the Roos and them, they was gone. They wasn't here. They was over Europe touring and shit. Like, they wasn't here. So, so y'all had to figure it out on your own. We didn't have nobody here to say, this is how this shit going to operate. Like, we had a buzz. I didn't even know what was going on. And then when we was in New York, Clark Kent used to just run us anywhere. It was, you know, because he respected as a DJ and a producer in New York. Yeah, He's right. an OG. Yeah. So anybody that had a studio session, Clark would just take us. Yo, just go over that motherfucking rap. Like Damn. he used to, he used to like promote us. Like, nah, these y'all motherfuckers <laughs> can't rap. These Philly boys, right? And like we walking in, we got on fucking yellow polo shirts and polo jackets and shit. These <laughs> niggas got on do rags, Amber Rexes, Gore-Tex boots. Like it was yeah. just like we was weirdos to them. Right. We yeah. wearing Tims and you know we was weirdos to them. Mm-hmm. Until that motherfucking mic come on, until that beat come on, the motherfucker like, whoa, the Philly niggas get. The Philly niggas go. Mm. Right. That's how I met Cam. <clears throat> That's how you met Cam? I met Cam. Uh, what's name took us to a studio. Right. And uh, we just did our one, two. And then right. Cam's like, yo, y'all niggas is dope. Right. And then he was like, yo, you Dutch. He like, y'all signed to the same label. I'm like, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like, like the yeah, same label. Like, you know what I mean? That shit crazy. My final question is, where do you see Philly hip hop going now that Meek has the label? Did uh-huh. y'all ever think about starting a label? I know you got in white, but did y'all ever think about doing something on that tip, on the tip of being the CEO of an actual label? I know you had the on deck, right? But do y'all like what's what's you your thoughts what? on that? I you know the possibilities are endless. I right. feel like you know there's a lot. There's always been a lot of talent here in Philly. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. There isn't a lot of outlets. That's why. I'm, Cats go other places. You dig know what I'm saying? And that's to get why on. Philly need an exactly. Because okay. there's no real outlets here. It's talent here, but there's no real outlets. Right. Um, you know, if we can in some type of way, you know, help create that, I'm open to it. You dig know okay. what I'm saying? You right. know, it's really about just building. You dig know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, we hooked up, we did Glory, which is some dope shit in our first yeah, foray into you dig know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, um, reestablishing ourselves in Philly, you know, with the music and shit like that. So right. I, I'm interested to see where it blossoms where, and where turns into. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like my whole thing is like, right. I think I, I got a certain responsibility to the culture to try to give back to the culture in any form or any capacity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like, that. yeah, if you shot, if you shot uh, mm-hmm. 99% of the artists from Philly, with truth serum, they're taking off spade gave me real G. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you do be. You do I just be, do it behind the scenes. Like, yeah. I'm, like, if I bump into you, I'm like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just give them G to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Old and young. I try to give them the game. And yeah. I think, I think with Philly, we, we just got to get into the point where we just making those type of records. We got to up our level. We got to up our game. It's like to every level. Like, when you get to the NBA, you can't play on the same level you was playing in high school. You got to up your game. Yeah. You got to up your level. You know what I'm saying? You right. you, you in the big league. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like you playing with you when you your in that perspective, game. Your perspective has to be different because like, you know, while you battling for who the hottest in Philly and who what part of the city rocking with you. It's cats out there doing it on a scale so much bigger. Yeah. You got to be on that scale. You got to think of how I'm going to make music to connect with everybody. Not just my music. hood, my part of town, my niggas. Right. No, everybody. Because, you know, back in the day, it was all about DVDs and all your homies quoting everything behind you. Yeah. Right. But now we in a different era because everything's digital. So you mm. got to find a way to touch them a different way. No. But people still them. doing it, though. They just doing yeah. it on Instagram for a minute with everybody behind them. It's dope because yeah. yeah. it's a different type of energy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? true, mm. true. It's just, it's just, we just got to, you know, we got to stop making this. We got to stop saying... Hate. We gotta stop using hating as an excuse. Right. They like everything. Them. That's everybody' reason for everything. They hate. They hate. They hate. No, we no. gotta up our game. Everybody. Right. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not an age bracket, old, younger. We gotta up our game. We gotta up our level of education about what's going on in this business. We gotta, you know, like I needed to up my game. Okay. You know, because I I I know my heart on deck would have did much better had I been more educated about what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. At that capacity, I didn't know nothing right. about running a label or trying to do. You know, I was ignorant to things. You know okay, yeah. Me and my folks, we just thought if you do some money, at some shit, it'll work. And it, it and that works to get you to looks and it'll get you to a point. But, but it's not going to make fans buy your music. It's not nice. going to make them buy into your music. So you still gotta yeah. dig it, in. And it, it really boils down to the music. At the end of the day, we mm-hmm. live in an era where it's though right. there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and it's like hype. And you know what I'm saying? You see a lot of hype that that power shit right. but ultimately it boils down to the music the Don't music moves everything For you know sure. what I'm saying now you yeah. can take the music and build off that and the right. hype can power you know what I'm saying yeah. push it a lot further Facts. but ultimately it comes down to the music you make good music that shit gonna resonate you know what I'm saying so I feel like if cats work on that and get that part down pat you know what I'm saying it makes it a whole lot easier and a lot more accessible to everybody for sure well I appreciate y'all coming on the podcast. This is DJ Bugsy. Make sure you tune in to DJ Buggy215 on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, episode 58. Peace.